Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. These have been associated with one death in Elk Elk Grove Village and two deaths in the serious illness of a fourth in Arlington Heights. Three victims are related and onset of symptoms occurred in their family home, but these are two different locations, two distinct locations. A warning against the use of Tylenol extra strength capsules is being broadcast over commercial radio. This product may be contaminated with cyanide and should be destroyed. It just seemed unbelievable, and as I indicated, not only that, because usually uh, something like that is wrapped up within maybe a couple of months, and it's still alive. The thing, the story is still the same as it was in many ways 40 years ago. Who did this, uh, this hideous crime? They said, well, they've given this name of this one individual, but they're no closer now, to my knowledge, to clearing it as they were 40 years ago. 40 years. 40 years since seven people died from being poisoned. 40 years since someone unknowingly took Tylenol capsules laced with potassium cyanide. 40 years since the Chicagoland area panicked about a loose killer. 40 years since the country changed the way they consume medication. 40 years since the killer was only speculated, but never caught. This event not only scared the Chicagoland area, but changed the way medicine is packaged to ensure no one attempts to commit another crime amongst the unknowing public. And this case is still unsolved to this day. This week's Courier Pigeon highlights the notorious Tylenol murders that happened in Chicagoland. I'm Lizzie Baumgartner. In 1982, the way that the nation looked at over-the-counter medication The safety and accessibility of it, plus fear, altered an entire country. People were paralyzed. A lot of people were fearful. Obviously, they go to the drugstore to get some medication. Has somebody been tampering with? Not necessarily Tylenol, but it could be Advil, it could be almost aspirin, it could be anything you wanted. That's John Bulldog Drummond. He was a reporter for CBS2 Chicago from 1969 to 1997. He's known for his crime reporting and extensive knowledge on mob history. Drummond, or Bulldog, as we will reference him in both of those ways, was also one of the first to report on these murders. Well, it was first of all, it was a mass murder to begin with, but so was John Wayne Gacy and things of that nature. But the difference here was that the man had to be a complete fiend who was ever doing anything like this. Panic spread through not only Chicagoland, but the nation. This could happen to anyone. It was random, and anyone who had a minor headache, joint pain, and reached for the popular painkiller pill bottle could succumb to poisoning. It was targeting the world. It could be young, old, rich, or poor. It didn't make any difference. The Tylenol murders came to seven fatalities. The victims ranged in age, but all resided in Chicago and Chicagoland area. 
The first to succumb to the deadly medicinal raid on the public was Elk Grove Village's Mary Kellerman on September 29, 1982. The other victims included three members of the Janus family, a flight attendant named Paula Prince, Mary McFarland, and Mary Reiner. All lived in Chicago's north and western suburbs, as well as one victim in the city. Local and national panic began as reports emerged of the deaths. Who was causing it? Why was this happening? Was there a reason for certain areas in Chicagoland to be targeted? The questions evolved into how was the killer able to lace the Tylenol capsules with potassium cyanide, a lethal chemical compound which can become fatal only 15 minutes after ingestion? And 40 years later, there's still no clear answer to those questions. Yet it was discovered, according to a University of Illinois Chicago School of Public Health analysis, that the tainted capsules were found to be manufactured at two separate locations in Pennsylvania and Texas, making it clear that the capsules had been contaminated after it was sent out from the manufacturer. Obviously, the person would go into a drugstore or a supermarket and purchase some Tylenol, take it home, open up the uh, capsule, the device rather, and, put, and lace these, uh, these uh, capsules with, with cyanide and then put them back and take them back and put them on the shelf. So not only the person was very sick, but he was somewhat crafty too. He had a, mo- a motive to kill as many people as he could or at least injure them seriously, one or the other. This led to one of the largest recalls in U.S. history. According to PBS, Johnson & Johnson issued a massive recall of more than 31 million bottles of Tylenol. McNeil Consumer Products, a subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson, manufactured the Tylenol. They took an active role in issuing mass warnings and offered to replace capsules already sold, in addition to a reward for anyone with information. The Associated Press said after the massive recall in 1982, Johnson & Johnson lost more than $100 million. And Bulldog says this wasn't your average tragedy. A lot of the anti-tampering laws and protective seals we see today just didn't exist back then. And so it's just a massive concern and serious concern in some way panic greeted everybody in this area because it seemed at first they're always happening in the Chicago area. And uh, they didn't have so-called tamper-proof pills or capsules in those days, so people didn't want, <laughs> didn't want to go back to get anything like that. So people said, gosh, so-and-so's been, who's next? I mean, there just doesn't seem to be any end of this stuff. So you had, what you had in it, not only a big news story with getting a lot of play in the newspapers and electronic media, but you also had this, uh, this concern and this fear by the public on this story. That's not like the normal homicide or a normal tragedy. It wasn't like that at all. It seemed to affect everybody in that sense. They were fearful. Tylenol. You can trust our good name. Available in regular and extra strength tablets. And now reintroducing Tylenol capsules. Safety sealed three ways. The carton is securely glued. The cap is tightly wrapped. The bottle is foil sealed. In February 1983, Congress introduced the Federal Anti-Tampering Act, making it a federal offense to maliciously cause or attempt to cause injury or death to any person or business reputation by altering a food, drug, cosmetic, hazardous substance, or other product. If convicted under this law, there's a prison term of up to 20 years, a fine of up to $100,000, and a life sentence if the tampering results in personal injury or death. Pharmaceutical companies, along with the FDA, made two major changes. One was to move away from capsules, which can be twisted apart and laced, 
to caplets. These new versions of pills don't have a seam that can be opened or more difficult to do so. Typically, they're either longer white cylinders or small red circles. Johnson & Johnson also worked with the FDA on setting a national standard for tamper-proof packaging for over-the-counter drugs, including the foil seal we see today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Forty years later, the Chicago Tylenol murders is still unsolved. In December of 1982, a man by the name of James Lewis was a prime suspect after sending Johnson & Johnson a letter asking for $1 million in order to stop the tampering of Tylenol capsules. He was later convicted of extortion and sentenced to jail for 12 years. Lewis was never charged or convicted of the killings, though, and now lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's what makes it so incredible, and yet the guy seems to be laughing at the individual that they feel, that James Lewis man, they feel he, with scorn and laugh, he said, look what I've done, I've fooled all you guys, ha ha. And that, of course, that really rankles a lot of people in law enforcement to begin with. And it, I think it rankles the public, this guy's got away with it. For many people, from reporters to law enforcement, they still believe James Lewis is the killer, and without much new evidence coming to light year after year, it's a case that lingers on. Here's Bulldog again. We, we feel we feel the person responsible has not been charged. We feel there is an individual who definitely did it, but proving it is another story. But I thought when it happened, when all this thing unraveled back then in the 80s and a subsequent trial afterwards, that the case would be solved. But so far, it has not been. Although, the, as, as everybody probably knows by now, the, the big suspect is a man named James Lewis who now lives in the Boston, Massachusetts area. What triggered the, the interest in Mr. Lewis at the time, I think I mentioned Paula Prince, that was a, one of the victims of Paula Prince, the uh, flight attendant, who uh, was overdosed, not overdosed, I'm sorry, took the capsule and, 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 and perished from her Sandburg Village home. They had a photo either in a Walgreens drugstore or a jewel store, one or the other, that showed Paula Prince on the line to get to pay off on her capsule that she was buying. But right behind her was a bearded man in that same photo, and they identified that man later as James Lewis. And that's when the interest started in this man Lewis as a possible suspect in the case. He includes that the Tylenol murders was a very unique case. And even though he was around for, well, other televised cases, this particular case is still something he remembers vividly at the age of 92. It's so unique, it'd probably have to be number one because it's different. I mean, we've heard of mass killings and things of that nature. Guys going off, people off the hook, use a rocker, and there's five or six people shot. Or somebody, I hate to use this word, years ago, so many of the people, when they first had those mass shootings, a lot of them happened in post offices. The people who used a slang word in those days, well, they went postal, meaning that's you know, like we've had yeah. these, you know, Sandy Hook and these other things, as horrible as they are. But 
the, the Tylenol thing is different than any of them because it was well calculated, not somebody that mentally got went off his rocker, so to speak, and needs to be shot down like a dog. This was well calculated and uh, obviously planned well along what to do. And it, uh, this is very unique. I'm trying to think of anything that could compare with it. No, I don't. A new generation of people who have never heard about this tragedy wouldn't be able to imagine a world without the safety precautions on medicine bottles. Nor would they imagine someone anonymously poisoning random people. Uh, I recall the stories were done on anniversaries. That's always the fifth anniversary, the tenth, or even the first, of course. So it didn't die down as quickly as the others. But now, as time went by and it became in the 40s, it has died down. Because you've talked to a lot of people today, as I have, uh, since this summer talking about the Tylenol thing, when it realized the 40th anniversary was coming up, that some people, many, many people, don't remember it, even though people that now are in their middle ages forgot about it. And, of course, younger people, it was before their time. So people have forgotten about it. There's no question about it. You ask the average person on the street, hey, what do you think about those Tylenol murders? They say, what are you talking about? Even that, even that is big, a massive a story as this. But now the massive media that's going to get electronically in print again is going to bring up a lot of questions again about it. So it's not over yet. The fat lady hasn't sung yet, I'll tell you that much. Thanks for listening to this episode of WBBM Courier Pigeon, our newest podcast. We'll be back next week covering another trending topic. Until then, subscribe to us on the Odyssey app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. WBBM Courier Pigeon is an original podcast production. It is produced, written, and edited by Lauren Brown and Lizzie Baumgartner. Reporting for this episode was done by WBBM anchor and reporter Maya Martinez and Lauren Brown. Thanks for listening to WBBM Courier Pigeon. I'm Lizzie Baumgartner. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.